Your name is John Egbert, and now you know you're human. So why do you still feel so empty? We have a traitor in our midst. Now, how do we flush a traitor? I don't know, but if we count three, I will find out who is on my team and who is not. That would be one, two, wait, it was me. Me. Don't listen to him, man. The, the insulin is man crazy. You have been near death the entire trip. Yeah, motherfucker, it was me. No, he's he slipped out, man. He's nuts. It's pretty clever, huh, bitch? Jesus! No, that's clever. Jade. Huh? I think I just realized something. What? This movie fucking sucks. Jade looks at you with surprise, but you hardly notice. For the last 40 minutes or so, a feeling's been building in your gut. You were so excited to finally revisit Con Air with your sister, to show her this essential piece of yourself and proudly exult in its brilliance and charm. But with each passing second, your expectant mood of a cathartic rush is overtaken by a gnawing sensation that the movie isn't actually the puzzle piece you thought it was. Puzzle piece. What do you mean by that, John? What? But you love this movie! Yeah, I know. I mean, I thought I did. It's been kind of a long time since I last saw it. I really remember it being a lot better than this. But now everything just seems so cheesy and stupid. Cheesy and stupid, you think? Not like you. This is supposed to be revelatory, not a joke. You wanted her to see something, and maybe you... You wanted to see something too. But it wasn't there. You're struck by the thought that it maybe never was. But you were making such a big deal about finally getting me to watch it with you on your birthday. You were going on and on about how I wouldn't be disappointed. But now you're saying you don't like it? I don't know. I'm trying to like it. I want to like it. Two years on this ship. Two years waiting. Nothing has changed. Spur may as well have been yesterday. So why is this different? Why isn't this the same as it was? I want to feel the same magic that was there all the other times I watched it, but I can't because it's just not good. You look at Jade and see in her eyes that she's conflicted. She looks concerned somehow, but you can't pinpoint what that could mean. For a moment, you think she means to reach out and comfort you, but nothing happens. <sighs> What's the comfort? This is silly. It's just a dumb movie. Right? Really? I was actually kind of enjoying it. It's very silly. I really don't think it's the kind of movie you're supposed to take all that seriously, John. But I did take it seriously! You remember watching Con Air over and over, wishing you could be like Cameron Poe. Hoping one day you'd have that kind of masculine toughness, that joyful disregard, that mullet. He was everything you thought a man should be. You wished your dad would come to you after such a harrowing endeavor and deliver to you a filthy bunny in a crummy box. You remember thinking about that a lot. Wishing you could be that cool. Wishing you could be that strong. Wishing you knew how. Because if you could be that person, then maybe... But now it all seems stupid. 
shallow. You start to feel embarrassment at your past self forever deluding himself like that. What an idiot. How could he have possibly gotten anything from this mess of a movie? I guess maybe that's kind of the point. I always thought all this hokey bullshit was legitimately awesome and compelling. What was I even thinking? I don't know, but people can change their minds about things. I think you're allowed to change your mind about a silly movie. We never stop changing, John, even when nothing is happening. You can't capture a perfect life in a bottle and pretend you will always be happy. What? Wait, this is- Eventually, you will have to go outside and make new memories. You can't hide in your childhood forever. This isn't right! What's going on? Like someone flipped a switch, everything goes dark. No more sound, no stars. Fear bubbles up into the back of your throat. Out in the darkness, you see it. The infinite cycle of universes birthed and dying and remade. From this far out, it looks like someone lit one of those gargantuan chains of firecrackers. You can practically smell the sulfur. You turn your head slowly as you feel the hair stand up on the back of your neck. You know this voice. Why do you know this voice? John! You see them concealed in shadow as you face their direction. Wait. Those red shoes, blue jeans, long gray jacket, black shirt. Light flashes in the lens of her glasses. Wake up, John! For a moment, you're confused. Displaced from reality. Where are you? Where's Jade? Where's... You sit up and look around, trying to find her. But as you take in the banality of your surroundings, calm washes slowly over you. It was a dream. Of course it was a dream. It's dark in Rose and Kanaya's living room, and their couch hasn't done your back any favors. The place smells like lavender incense, and there are books everywhere. How late is it? You pull out your phone, swipe aside a few dozen messages from Dave, and see that it's 3.03 a.m. Another sleepless night. You press your palms into your eyes as if to will yourself unconscious again, but it's no use. You're already wide awake. so quiet in this house. Friska. How long has it been since you thought about her? She was barely a part of your life at all. You were friends for, what, a day? It's been so many years since then, and yet, seeing her again... It's Teresa. Wake up, nerd. Huh. What? Oh, nothing. I, uh, I had a weird dream and it ended with, well, it ended with Riska telling me to wake up. Or, well, wake up. Oh. <laughs> Funny coincidence, huh? Anyway, uh, how are you? Did she say anything else? I mean, 
No. He just said my name a couple of times. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds like something an enigmatic bitch like her would do. Do you dream about her often? What? No. This is the first time I've thought about her in a long time. Except, I guess, when I'm talking to you. Whatever you say, John Crushbert. I don't have a crush. That's exactly what a human with a crush would say. And a flushed one at that. Scandalous. Says the girl who spent the last couple years alone in space trying to find her. Yeah, well, some of us know what we want. At least I'm not pretending. <sighs> Is this why you called me? Another Terezi brand roasting of my insecurities? <laughs> no, that's just a bonus. I called you because... Uh... What? Maybe I just wanted to check up on a friend. Is that a crime now? Is Earth C some kind of anti-friend dystopia where good old-fashioned semi-caligonous ribbing is outlawed by angry fascist fish? A fishist? Forget I said that, John. <laughs> that was a bad joke. Paradox Face has addled my brain. You cannot blame me for that pun. If you try to slander me with this, I will see you in court. Where I will kill you. Like friends do sometimes. I don't know whether to be moved or concerned. I see you have learned the way of my people. At last, human and troll may bridge the divide between our uniquely violent cultures. Anyways, yes, John, I just wanted to see how you are. I had a... what is it called? A feeling. A feeling about what? Listen, we can do this dumb question-and-answer routine for another thousand years if we really want to buckle down and go apeshit. Or you could just tell me what's on your mind, nerd. Since we both know there's always something. Okay. I don't know what's on my mind, really. This dream just kind of has me fucked up a little. <laughs> Not like that! Just like... Okay. A few days ago, I had what you might call an episode. Or an existential crisis. Uh, maybe a complete and total breakdown of my physical connection to reality? The point is, Jade had to talk me back from the ledge. Does she know you can fly? It wasn't a literal ledge. <laughs> Shit. Just a lot of things coming together in a moment of... Well, I took your advice and talked to Jade, obviously. And we had a really hard conversation about... Uh, the ways I have been a bad friend and a bad sibling. And through it all, I felt kind of like I was... Melting? Like, maybe I was going to just slip through the cracks of the universe and disappear forever. Do you know what I mean? I have never felt any emotion remotely like that in my entire life. Of course not. Anyway, she showed up at my house and shook some sense into me. After that, we went to go help Rose and Kanaya with some shenanigans in Cantown. Since then, I've been staying on their couch. Never took you for a romantic interloper. But I respect the hustle. Terezi! I get that this is, like, the bit or whatever with us, but it kind of hurts my feelings when I'm trying to tell you something important and then you immediately assume it's an innuendo. Okay. Okay? Okay. As in, continue. I was being characteristically abrasive and inconsiderate at an inappropriate moment, and I'm taking your request into account. My lips are sealed. Zip. 
Wow. Uh, thank you? Anyway. Yeah, so I'm staying on their couch. I keep saying I'm going home because I don't want to be a bother or whatever. But every time I think about going back to my house, I feel... Scared? Like, it's a haunted mansion or something, which is dumb, because I've lived there for years and I know there's no ghosts there. Also, I know for a fact that ghosts are real and they aren't like movie ghosts at all. Some of my best friends are ghosts and I don't even want to bust them. So there's no reason I should be afraid to go back. But I am. And I feel guilty about it, because instead of being a lump out of everyone's way, now I'm a lump in the way of one of my best friends and her wife. It's such a dumb, pointless thing. I don't know, John. This is maybe outside of my jurisdiction. I mean, it is definitely outside of my jurisdiction, because my jurisdiction literally ceased to exist two universes ago. But in a symbolic sense, I guess maybe trolls don't have the same cultural conception of ghosts as you. But then again, I think we've all realized that we have a lot more in common than we initially thought. <sighs> I don't know if I'd want to go back to my hive if I had the chance. Too many sad memories. And tragic ones. And painfully embarrassing ones. Just too many memories in general, honestly. Is there a difference between memories and ghosts? Both are dumb and painfully awkward and drift endlessly through paradox space as bizarre reflections of what they used to be. <laughs> Sounds like someone I know. Baseless accusation! Come on, you know it's true. I will not confess to any knowledge of the sort. I know my rights. Duped again by the legal prowess of a blind space goblin. You can't beat me at my own game, Egbert. My power is too great. But enough of that bullshit. You were saying something, Angsty? Oh, yeah. I think I get what you're saying about memories and stuff, but I don't have sad memories there. My childhood was peachy keen and completely untraumatic. It's not like I had to deal with an abusive brother or an alcoholic mother or an absentee grandpa. I never knew my Nana, but my dad was... Well, he was my dad. He only ever had nice things to say about her, and he always just wanted the best for me. Nothing bad ever happened to us. Compared to everyone else I know, I've got nothing to complain about. So, there's no reason I should be afraid to go back. Clearly there is, John. Otherwise, you would have gone back by now. I don't know. Come on. Don't you think it's interesting that you went straight to thinking about your childhood and comparing your childhood to those of your friends? We were talking about haunted houses, and suddenly you're all... Hold on. Let me get this right. Oh, boy. <clears throat> blah, blah. My name's John Egbert, and I don't have any baggage at all because I'm a normal boy with a normal life who hid himself in his normal house for years without talking to anyone. The way normal people definitely do. I'm so blindingly normal that I have just the most normal dreams about normal people I barely ever knew that make me wake up in a cold, normal sweat, just like every other normal, high-functioning adult does all the time. Hey, I didn't say anything about a cold sweat. The sweat was implied. Okay, you got me. I'm maladjusted or whatever. It's just been on my mind, okay? Childhood. I mean... I'm not saying I never had problems, but 
again, it's like... Compared to everyone else... John! How long did it take Cool Kid Dave to admit how much Dark fucked him up? If I recall correctly, it took several years of his... Uh... Weird, dumb, non-Lucius guardian that is also not a parent. What's the word for that thing? Brother? Yeah, that's it. It took several years of his brother being dead and Dave pining after Karkat's gross little nubs before he could admit that he had any residual problems. And even then, he had to meet the alternate universe version of Dirk and physically hug out with him just to begin to find closure. What's your point? My point is that his hangups were and remained dumbfoundingly obvious to literally everyone except him. And maybe Karkat. Honestly, that's probably why they make such a good couple. I mean, yeah, that's true. But what does that have to do with me? What I am saying is we are very, 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 very fucking good at lying to ourselves. Just because no one hit you or played violent mind games with you doesn't mean everything was, as you so charmingly put it, peachy keen. I don't... (sighs) Maybe you're right. I just feel like I'm not allowed to feel, I guess. Like I don't have the right to. Is someone stopping you? I guess not. The answer is no. No one is stopping you. You are your only obstacle. Ugh, I hate it when you say things that are true. Sorry, nerd. Them's the breaks. If you didn't want truth, you shouldn't have... What? Nothing. Never mind. Okay. So... What do you think I should do? How the fuck should I know? I haven't been able to make myself return to Earth C for years despite having no reason to not want to go back. I mean... Besides the big one. Yeah. I... Don't know what you should do. I'm an angry idiot lost in space on what you contentiously referred to in a previous conversation as a suicide mission. I used to think that I could tell everyone the right way to live their lives with perfect clarity, but I think in reality I'm the queen of being on my own ass. So take this with a grain of flavor-granting mineral extract, but it sounds to me like maybe something is going on that you don't want to acknowledge. And maybe you've been fighting that battle for a lot longer than you realize. And maybe now you've run out of excuses to avoid it. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Lots of maybes going around these days. Maybe you should go for a walk and think about it. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. You're a smart cookie, Terezi. Anyone ever tell you that? They have never stopped telling me that since the day I was hatched. It's a curse. (laughs) You know, you're starting to sound a bit like her. Who? Briska. I can't decide if I'm offended or flattered. Ah, I see you have learned the way of my people. Finally, we can bridge the divide between etc, etc, and callbacks. You get it. (laughs) Wow, John. You're really bad at following through on a joke. Really living up to your prankstery reputation. I do what I can. Thanks, Rezzy. You're welcome. And, uh... Thank you. For what? For... Being my friend. Oh. Yeah, yeah. See you. <laughs>
Alright. Come on. Up we go. Now. Now. Alright. What's the thing Jade said again? Inertia. Right. Go the toes. Shake the legs. And now... <sighs> Hope that didn't wake up Rose and Kanaya. Man, their carpet is nice. Nope, nope, nope. Getting up. Getting up. Ugh. Take a walk, she says. The night air is humid, but a chilly breeze makes it tolerable. You feel an otherworldly stillness wash through you. It's the stillness of a sleeping town, populated yet abandoned. It's like the air is emptier, like you have more room to think. Thin wisps of cloud cover the stars. There are no birds, no animals. No carapaceans running around to get work done. Nothing to break the silence. Just you. For once, it's just you. You take a few steps down the little stone path from the Lalonde Merriam home. Unsure of where you want to go, or even what you hope to accomplish. All you know is that you feel... Energized? Compelled? It's odd that you feel so liberatingly alone. Because alone is a thing you've been for a lot longer than whatever the alternative might be. Alone in your room, alone on Loas, alone in the burden of wielding the impossibly immense power of retcon. Why should this particular vacancy feel so much different? And yet, it does. A slight wind pushes at your back, like a friend giving you directions. That seems silly to you, but then again, your whole life has been a string of absurdly silly unlikelihoods all lined up one after the other. In this moment, you don't really think to question it much. What's the harm in following the breeze? Thinking back on the Earthsea years you've swirled away in your home, you know that you rarely had guests only stray correspondences with your friends. Sometimes watching TV, sometimes playing old video games, but mostly just waiting. And despite your near total isolation, you remember that time as if it was noisy? Loud. Cramped. The alone you were back then is not the same as you are now. Thinking back on it, it's like you were being watched all day, every day. Not by anyone specific, necessarily. Your feet carry you past rows and rows of can-shaped houses, almost all with their lights off. 
From one window, you see the telltale dancing glow that could only be cast by a TV and decide to peek in from the sidewalk. You see a cluttered living room with walls covered in drawings. The tableau still feels somehow in order. A carapacean sits on their couch next to a smaller carapacean, eating something indistinguishable and soft. On the TV is, of all things, Con Air. The dream comes back to you. You remember being on the ship again, showing what was once your favorite movie to a thoroughly hyped up Jade. Things played out exactly as they had before. It was like a dream bubble in that way. That was so long ago now. Technically, it didn't even happen? It happened to you, sure, but not to Jade. Not this Jade. A familiar pang of guilt hits as you think about how it must have been for her, alone in space for three whole years. Even before that, alone at home with no one but a dog. And even now, apart from the others on the world you made together. (laughs) You two really are siblings, huh? You think about how the script of the moment changed, and Jade diverted from what you kind of remember as a semi-relatable anecdote about the Squiddles TV show into something about childhood? Maybe you should text her and ask if she had the same dream? Something tells you she didn't. Somehow, you feel utterly certain that whoever or whatever was speaking in that moment wasn't Jade at all. And then there's Friska. Friska, Friska, Friska. Why is she so stuck in your head all of a sudden? If she's not dead, she's assuredly landed in some distant corner of the universe and made a name for herself as you don't know, mad pirate queen or something. You're not worried about her. Hell, you can't even say you care about her, really. Right? But you care about the people who loved her. You care about Terezi, desperately searching for an absentee friend who has already proven disappointing on a number of occasions. But you suppose that if Terezi, despite everything, still really loves her, that has to mean something. After all, you never got to know her well enough to really see her for who she was. And anyway, you were just kids. Despite all that bluster, none of you knew what the fuck you were doing back then. You showed Friska Conair, didn't you? Or at least the trailer for it. You think she might have seen the same thing in it that you did. Something to identify with that you couldn't find anywhere else. A rugged, sarcastic, unflappable exterior, concealing a complex and vulnerable interior. How would she react now if she were around to watch it? Do you think she'd be as disillusioned as you were? Honestly, she probably wouldn't care. She was always too cool to let little things like that get to her. You sure wish that could be you, all aloof and powerful and making cunning plans like some kind of Machiavellian puppet master? All those irons in the fire, and a master of every single one. Never a scuff on her, that Friska. Ugh, what are you saying? This is all just projection. You barely knew her. 
and you've learned from the people who did know her that she was as twisted up inside as anyone else. Maybe more so. It was a face she put on. Not just for others, but for herself as well. The things she'd done, she had to believe she was justified in doing them. If Friska ever admitted she did anything wrong, the guilt of it might crack her in two. You tell yourself that over and over again. You have to, because despite what you know in your head, some other part of you refuses to accept it. You can't help but think back on her and wish... The rhythmic sound of someone tapping on glass snaps you back to the present. The larger carapation is scowling at you from inside, trying to get your attention. Just as you realize you've been standing there, absently staring into the window of this house for probably five or six minutes, the carapation points a finger as if to say, beat it, and then draws the curtains. Oops. You feel a little mad at the rude treatment for a split second, but honestly, yeah, that was kind of creepy. So you take that carapation's advice and beat it on up the road, away from Cantown and towards... Wherever it is, the wind intends to carry you. You're not sure how much time has passed, seeing as you've been pointedly not looking at your phone. It feels like it may have been a few hours, which means it's probably only been 30 minutes or so. You've wandered up a hilltop that overlooks a long stretch of countryside, lit exclusively by the waning moon. Lampposts and fireflies glitter near and far. The perfect grid of Cantown is a stark contrast from the aimless circular infrastructure of the Consort Kingdom. Earthsea is a chaotic mix of worlds, but somehow it all just seems to work. Looking out over everything, it strikes you how clear the air here is. You wonder if it was ever like this back in the beta timeline. The wind has died down, and you feel as if you've arrived, whatever that means. There's a tree up here that has a poetic kilter just begging for some wayward soul to sit under it. So you do exactly that. The tree's bark hikes your shirt up your back. You don't mind. The air on your bare skin is a nice relief. You don't remember there ever being a moment of stillness like this the entire time you were playing Spur or during your intermission on the ship with Jade. Or even here, since you and your friends created Earthsea. You don't know why it feels so peaceful. There's no reason it should be like this. Nothing has changed, after all. Nothing is... You don't finish the thought. All you want is to enjoy this moment while it lasts. Your problems, whatever they are, they aren't going anywhere. You breathe for what feels like the first time. As you lay your head back, your mind wanders back to Con Air. It was such an important cornerstone for you growing up. Which is a patently silly thing for such a bad movie to have been. What awful taste. How could you have been so dumb? No, not dumb. You're thinking that maybe the word you were looking for is scared. 
Your eyes start to drift shut as you realize, maybe with less gravity than the moment deserves, that you don't feel scared. Your last thought is a vague recognition of how novel that feeling really is for you. In your entire adult life, maybe your whole life altogether, you can't remember a time when you weren't afraid of something. And that's a wrap on episode 2 of Podfeels. We're very sorry for the incredibly long delay between episode 1 and 2, but life issues and having to recast our Terezi complicated production. That being said, episode 3 is already recorded and partially put together, and should follow hot on the heels of episode 2. And now, for the credits for this episode, hi, my name is Dare. I played Jade and am primary director and editor on this project. You can find me at Dare0451 on YouTube, Twitter, just about everywhere I may be. You can find episodes of Podfeels on Spotify, Archive of Our Own, and YouTube, where in the video version we have a text scroll, character portraits, episode backgrounds, and more. We also post news, updates, and releases on Twitter as they become available at at Podfeels. Our source material, God Feels, is written by Sarah Zedig, who you can follow on Twitter at HMSNoFun. You can find her fanfiction, including Godfeels, at archiveofourown.org slash users slash Sarah Zedig. That's S-A-R-A-H-Z-E-D-I-G. Hey everybody, I'm Jess, and I did the narration. You can find me on Twitter at FenderJessBass, that's B-A-S-S. Ash as John. You can find me on twitch.tv slash crystaldriver. Our Terezi is played by Ursa Major, who you can find at at Ursa Major Mabel on Twitter, Mabel spelled M-A-B-E-L, and Ursa Major on Earth on Tumblr. We're the Flowers and we voiced Vriska. You can find us on Twitter at Pataphysiker, P-A-T-A-P-H-Y-S-I-C-K-E-R. Consort cameos contributed by Julia Norza, Sarah Zedek, and Rylai Engel. Music used in this episode is Super Ego by Yan Rodriguez from Colors and Mayhem Universe A, Cobalt Thief by Ray McDougall from Colors and Mayhem Universe A, Alternia by Seth Peel from Alternia Bound, Clockwork Sorrow by David Coe from Homestuck Volume 5, and Unlabeled by Eric Scheel from One Year Older. Intro dream sequence taken from Homestuck pages 5,283 through 5,288. If you are interested in helping us with this ambitious project, we are taking help in all production roles. While we are not currently casting any voice performers, production for something like this takes a lot of time and effort. If you're looking to volunteer, we're always looking for new scene editors, help in making adaptational changes, audio editors, video editors, and more. If you want to volunteer and get involved, shoot me a DM on Twitter at at dare0451 or at podfeels, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. No experience necessary. We are almost all amateurs on this project. Thank you for listening and look forward to more.